bless you. Amen. So good to see you. Each and every one of you, we love you with all of our hearts. Amen. So good to see Brother Donnie and Sister Carol here this evening. Amen. What great friends that you guys are, each and every one of you. Special surprise last night to see Sister Ella and her family here. Amen. We so love you guys. And each and every one of you, what a day it'll all be when we get there. Gather there and look around. Amen. Stand there. For eternity we'll be together. But what a time it'll be when we see him. To see one another just makes our heart just so happy. But to see him will be worth it all. Amen. I'd like to thank you for your prayers for us as we are in a journey and and uh, we're in that 1% category of survival now and I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Brother Brandon was standing in the cave with the angel. They talked about me and many like me. I said, not even cancer. Cancer's not too big for my God. Hallelujah. So we love you with all of our hearts and thank you and I may not get to shake your hands because of a lot of immune reasons and, and I hope you understand that but, but uh, we've been on chemo now for a year and a half and my immune system is about zero so they want us to be very cautious but God's got, got a great big plan and so amen. So good to be here, good to have Sister Connie with me and what a trooper that she is and we just thank the Lord for each and every one. Now, maybe you would have a need tonight. Maybe you'd just like to say, I, I just need a little closer walk with Jesus. That would be my greatest desire. It's just a little closer walk with Him. In earth here, God has given us great friends, incredible friends. But there's just nobody like Jesus. He'll be there with you in the darkest of moments. In moments to where that you feel like you can't make it another day. He'll take you by the hand. He'll ask you, do you trust me? And you'll tell him, with all my heart. Amen. So in this service, may it be more than just a service. Last night was one of the most phenomenal meetings I've ever been in. But he's the same Jesus tonight. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we love you with all of our hearts tonight. And I'm so deeply grateful to be able to stand here. For those that know this is a miracle. And Lord, we're thankful, Father, for that. The benefits of serving you is more than we can even speak. Now, Lord Jesus, 
I ask you that you would anoint the gift in our lives to speak the word of life. We heard it last night, and and Lord, it's like a ballistic missile. It knows exactly where to find its target. Now, Lord Jesus, you've sent us on a mission tonight. And I ask you that you would just allow myself to get out of the way, that you would give us a temporary resurrection to speak through our hearts. Bless Brother Tim and, and all the ministry team here. Lord, come and minister to them. Touch his body even now. Lord, strengthen him, Father. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. You will turn with me in your scriptures to Luke chapter 4 and verse 23 this evening. I'd like to speak to you this afternoon on living a secret life. Living a secret life. Sometimes we, sermons come on our hearts and they're there for weeks and we think that we'd like to go a different direction. But we have a boss that knows exactly what the need of in this building is. And though this be simple, I believe he'll get right to our point this afternoon. Luke chapter 4 and verse 23. And he said unto them, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. And whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth that many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout all the land. But but unto none of them was Elias sent save the Seraphim, a city of Sidon. Unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed, saved Naaman, the Syrian. Second Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. Now Naaman, the captain of the host of the king of Syria... Was a great man. And with his master and honorable. Because by him. The Lord had given deliverance. Unto Syria. Incredible words right there. Even also a mighty man in valor. But he was a leper. You may be seated. We're struggling and even hearing today of people that are passing from COVID. It's a fearful thing. It's a terrifying thing when it comes into your home. Not too bad when it was in China, but now it's here. It always, it's always personal when it gets to your house. <clears throat> It's a very dreadful thing 
but it's literally nothing compared to leprosy. Leprosy was one of the most dreaded diseases that there was in the land. Leprosy was a disease to which it was a flesh-eating disease. Bones would deteriorate. Uh, Literally limbs would fall off, rot, stink, and it would pass from one to another. To, to have leprosy would send you in exile to, a, to a, even a different island or a different country. It would definitely separate you from your family. And you would have to openly scream unclean, unclean. And it, it was a very difficult disease. Nobody had an answer for it. Many in the land had leprosy. So it would be a horrible thing when it visited your home. And become a part of your family. It would, it would cause many, many great separations. We find a man here that we begin to speak about. Even Jesus talks of him. This man was an incredibly great man. He was a man that was used by God to fulfill actual prophecy. To which, to which they would go and, and deliver Syria. This man was not a foot soldier, but he was the captain of the host. He would be one of the highest officers in any king's castle or any inner circle. He would be one of the men that would sit at the most important tables. He would be there to where that they would converse back and forward of the safety of the nation, of, of, of putting military men in certain spots. He would be a man of great importance, incredible importance. But even in the mind of God, this would be a man that God would use to fulfill Elijah's prophecy. Even of Ahab being parish. So this man would would have great importance in the mind of God. It would be unfathomable for a man in this position to tell his friends I have leprosy he would live a very secret life leprosy rots his own flesh I'm fine with this anyway. Yeah, okay. Always enjoyed lollipops when I was a little boy. If I get to the center of this one tonight, we've done something. Where were we at? This man had to keep this a secret. Leprosy is much like sin. You didn't think I was going to stay four or 5,000 years ago, did you? Leprosy is much like a sin. It will cause you to live a secret life. Even in the message. Without the seal of the Holy Ghost on your life, you're a target of the devil. To bring in habits and situations in the home. Th- 
things on your phone, things on your iPad, things on your computer. Little habits that consume you. And an enemy that comes along with it that is always there. And maybe even allow you to go to church, but he always reminds you. Now, you know, in the public eye, Naaman would wear his armor and he would look the part. No doubt on the, under that armor, he would wrap himself with such a wrap until the smell wouldn't get out. And he would wrap himself to where that the ooze wouldn't come out. Can you imagine how uncomfortable it was that he would wear such an attire and live such a, and he knew, but he couldn't let his even closest friends know. I want you to follow. His closest friends could not know or he would be exiled thinking I'll lose it all. I'll lose it all if anybody else knows. I'll lose my standing. I'll lose my position. He enjoyed where he was at. Speaking with kings, speaking with generals, speaking with great. And listen, when he walked down the street, he was a celebrity. He would, what we would call a, a national hero. But he had a secret. Champion of champions. But he had a secret. Day after day, he would go home. You know, and at his home, the secret was known. And he would take his armor off, lay his armor down, and he would begin to unwrap today with new oozes and new breaking out, cleaning up the stink. His family would know, but they dare because they didn't want to lose their standing either, did not dare tell the secret that was consumed in this home. And they would watch him and how he would suffer, but yet everybody was propping up. Everybody was propping up the lie. Hmm. Now remember, He couldn't tell. It was a secret. But at home, he could relax. And at home, it was in his atmosphere. When he was at battle and he he went into Israel, they they would gather treasures to bring home. An interesting thing was that he brought a girl, a young woman to help his wife in the home. And he brought her there. And he brought her to his home to be a slave. Brother Branham reminds us that though we are aliens from another country, we are to conduct ourselves in a certain way. Now, now let me just let me just let this be a, a real basis tonight. Let me just say this to you. Naaman was not the most powerful person in the home. Naaman, though he be a, a, the, the captain of the host, a general of generals, a national hero, 
sitting at the most inner circle of all of the camp of the highest order of all the land. In his own home, he wasn't the most powerful person there. It wasn't his wife. It was that slave girl. Because she believed the message. And that message was a message of deliverance. It was a message that had power to it. It was a message that there's a power of a God in our land. We have a prophet. And though she be not in her own home, not with her own family, not with her own friends, though she be a slave, she conducted herself as a believer regardless of her conditions. You may be under all kind of circumstances in your life and think that your world is completely upside down and there's nobody with you to support you. God's always with you. God's always got your back. Now this girl would watch Naaman. Naaman was the individual that took her captive. Naaman was the one that had brought her to this place. No doubt this house was a much nicer house than she lived in, but it wasn't home. No doubt he treated her good, but it wasn't her family. No doubt there were many friends and other workers that were in the home, but they wasn't her friends. But this little girl operating in this realm, she had power to get him delivered. But would she? Sometimes we become slaves to different things. And things come into our lives. Will we allow it to cause dominion over our home, over our life? Will we allow it to take us out of church? Will we allow it to separate us from fellowship with God? Or will we operate in our God-given rights regardless of the conditions? She must have power to forgive him. She must have power to forgive him for taking her captive. She must realize that it is her purpose in life to get that man that has fulfilled the prophecy of the word of God to get that man deliverance. Will he believe her? Will he trust her? Now let's just think about it just for a little bit. First of all, Naaman's got to come to a spot in his life to where he would do anything to get rid of this.
Sin will lay in your life and become your slave master. And it'll lay there in war with you. Until you get sick and tired of being its slave. Come on, church. Let me just say this to you. I struggle and I war with cancer. But it does not have dominion over me. I do not worship the disease that is fighting for my life. You do not have to worship the disease that is trying to destroy you because God is greater than every disease that there is. Maybe little habits that creep into your life and you think nobody knows. Situations, temper, maybe the DNA pool pulled a lot of things down in your life and there's jealousies in your family and in your home. Listen, they stink. You go to church with people and you don't want them to know, but your family knows. Little habits that you have in your life, you know, your family knows. You would love to be rid of those things. And you got an enemy in your ear constantly. You know, sometimes sin is to the point to literally convince a man he's doing right. And he, he finds himself in one situation after another situation. And then he finds that I can't go back. Oh, what if people find me out? I'll lose my standing. I'll lose my situation. I'm preaching to you. I'll be exiled from the church. I'll be gone. They put me off on an island. I... But don't realize if they could really get to the altar where God wants them to get. They could get cleansed of that thing. And it won't be their enemy no more. But it'll be a reminder of a war that they pass fault and it's over with. How many warriors that we have sitting throughout the building tonight and you have fought through different things in your life. The power of forgiveness to forgive yourself. The power over condemnation. No doubt promises I'll never go back to that pornographic site again. Promises, no doubt, to never take a sip of that again. Not let lust rule in my life. Temper. You just go ahead and put whatever there. You let the discerning of the word just come to where you're at now. Let me just say this to you in a sermon like this. This is not to down you. This is to lift you up. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear, now that preacher's after you. I'm here to help you. I'm 
here to bring you deliverance. You don't have to stay there. I'm like a little girl. We got a prophet in the land. We got an angel that's among us. We've got a perfect message that'll come to deliver you. No doubt there was a many a day even at war in that hot suit only dreaming that I could get rid of this. Dreaming, haunted at night, itching, oozing, stinking, rotten, checking. Am I sealed up good enough to go out in public? Sitting in a room and, and many others around him and checking himself to make sure that nobody else smells the stink. I'm coming home. No doubt he cried tears. He had fulfilled prophecies. Is there any deliverance for me? No doubt there was times that he thought, well, you know, I'll just give it up. I'm on, I gotta go to the doctor to get some help. But if that doctor would tell, find some medicine that would help me I'd give it all this little girl overcome her bitterness she overcome her captivities and she realized who she was that's who you are she realized who she was. She decided now today, I know he could kill me, but I got to talk to him. I got to have a conversation with him. Somewhere in that conversation, I've got to convey that I don't hate him, but I love him. Maybe Brother Brandon would do that, standing in the prayer line, put his foot up the side of a man or measure to see if his suit would fit their suit. And he was trying to find compassion for them. And no doubt there was many things that he told people that didn't make them happy. But it brought them deliverance. When Nathan talked to David, it wasn't a judgment of law, but it was grace to him. Amen. Let me just say this message is grace to us. Amen. It set us free. Amen. It's not law to us, it's love to, to Jesus Christ. It's more than Brother Branham, it's more than your favorite preacher. It's God himself that is here in the room to bring you personal deliverance. This, this little girl begins to speak to him. Naaman, yes. Naaman, I, 
I know you've got leprosy. But Naaman, I know where there's some help for you. I know where there's some help for you. I I know you, you don't have no help here. But where I come from, there's a prophet over there. Jesus even reminds us no other leper had ever been healed. But this little girl's revelation was beyond the impossible. It had never happened before. But her testimony was, if you can get to the prophet... to say this to you, if you can get to Jesus, if you can make your way to where Jesus is at, he'll heal you, he'll deliver you. Maybe she was even afraid to look in his eyes if you can get to him. Now, he first of all had to catch the revelation for himself. I gotta go. Now let me just say, they were enemies, those two nations were. So Naaman does what a lot of people do. I'm gonna work it out for myself to where I can get to it. Because I I walk in certain circles, I'm going to Use my circle. So it won't look so bad. Now I want you to understand, now he's got to convince a king. Don't throw me away. I have leprosy. It's an incredible deliverance for you when you admit it. Because who he was allowed him enough grace. Will you send a letter to the king of Israel that I want to come see the prophet, that I would get deliverance? The king of Israel becomes wroth. He looks at it as a fight. This is a man that has come and destroyed our kingdom. He don't look at him as a man that has become a national hero and fulfilled the prophecy. He looks at this man as he is going to insurrect a fight. He's going to bring leprosy to my kingdom. (laughs) Because under the influence of a lot of powerful people, they bring sin into your life. Because sin is kind of transferable. You just entertain a spirit a little while and before long you got it. You just entertain the wrong thing in your home a little while and before long something else is ruling your home. The king has to make a decision and I'm going to let this man come. 
and bring leprosy to my kingdom. Imagine his situation. You can imagine the difficulty of what it would be like to have to make a decision. Come on. The prophet hears about it. He sends word. Let him come on. Let him come on. Well, Naaman being who he is and as powerful he is, as rich as he is, thinks he can buy it. God don't need your money. It doesn't bother about what your last name is. (laughs) Naaman loads up all of the animals and they begin to make a journey. You know, no doubt he had great expectations when he got to the prophet's house. He was used to whining and dining with some of the greatest. He was used to being the red carpet treatment. But getting a new birth is you gotta be ready to go to a pig pen. You gotta be willing to die out to yourself. You gotta be willing to die out to everything and lay it down. And say tonight, I'll never go back ever again. Naaman comes to this position. He and all of his servants that were with him, his men that were carrying his armor and all of these things, you can imagine the parade that comes to the prophet's house. And the prophet didn't even go out to see him. I can imagine, I can imagine like a lot of people, well, the pastor didn't even call me back. He didn't even come out and shake my hand. He didn't even give me a great dinner here. He sent his servant out. (laughs) He just sent one of the boys out to give me a message. Don't he know who I am? Don't he know who my last name is? Let me just say Naaman was still stinking as bad as he'd ever stunk. And being who he was did not impress the prophet of God, none whatsoever. Being a captain didn't impress Elisha. Being sitting in a greater inner circle did not impress Elisha. But he had prayed. He had got ready and he had an answer. This message has the answer that you need. You don't have to go to 42 different preachers to try to figure out what you need in your life. Well, I didn't get the answer I'm looking for here, so I'm going there, I'm going there, I'm going to... Listen, moving will never change your problem. You've got to die out to yourself. You gotta die. You gotta die to your problem. It'll only get worse if you just keep it up. 
But so many times we want our way. And our own stubborn will. David had the same problem with his brothers. David was going to be the king. But his brothers were taller, handsome, better warriors. They made fun of him. They intimidated him. But I don't read anywhere where any of those went and fought Goliath. So they had a family secret. They was jealous of one another. Come on, church. So many times we can't recognize the pastor because he's our younger brother. We can't recognize so-and-so in their great gift because we're older. We've got more ability, but God's using them. You see, you got a family secret. And what you need to do is go to the prophet's word and get washed. And the servant came out and told him, said, go to Jordan. And go dip in Jordan seven times. Jordan was muddy. Jordan was nasty. Jordan stunk. And being he was a warrior and knew the country well, he picked two different bodies of water that would suit him better. That'd be wonderful instructions, but I, I'll go dip here. I'll go to that church. I'll go to that place. That preacher ain't hard. That preacher let me get by. But if you go there, you'll still stink. where you want to go you'll still be rotten if you choose your own religion you will still stink and have to go into exile but if you go to the word where the word tells you to go come on church You see, to get a miracle, you got to wash. So many times we want deep mysteries when we really haven't got a bath. We want to understand all the deep seals. We want to understand all the great things that put it together. But really, we don't have a birth. And when we get crossed up, all of a sudden, under pressure, we expose our leprosy. And so many times we bypass the new birth. Kind of.
kind of like Satan making an offer to Jesus. I'll give you the kingdom of the world. I'll give you everyone. And Jesus says, it is written. It is written. It is written. Many times we know the truth, but we want to work our own will. Listen, it's, it's in everybody's DNA to want an easier way. <clears throat> Brother Branham didn't mind being a prophet if he could be a trapper. Because he loved the woods and he loved hunting. He hated the pressure. He actually had even made up in his mind, I'm going to go up into Canada. I'm going to buy, maybe buy a little store. I'm going, to, I'm going to be a guide up there. And when God speaks to me, I'll come down and I'll preach that saith the Lord. He wrestled with his own human will. Don't tell me you don't wrestle with your own human will. I wrestle because of this sermon's got to be delivered. But I learned a long time ago, are you with me now? That the one that is keeping the cancer away, he's after you. And listen, he's got the prescription to take care of you. Our world is battling over inoculations. Some for, some against. Will it work? Won't it work? Is there going to be side effects? Don't get cold now. It's not a... <laughs> We're wrestling with it. Is I want the best shot. I want this. I I I want that. I don't want this. I I I I gotta have this. Wow! I get the right spot there, didn't I? It's the same thing with the word. It has an inoculation that goes with it. And we've got 40 some thousand denominations that think they got the right shot. But I want to tell you, I'm from a citizen of another kingdom. And God sent us a prophet. It's not even negotiable. It don't matter to me that you don't want it. morning I didn't get the shakes I didn't get hives I didn't get a headache but I was an addict the night before oh you thought I was talking about COVID but I was an addict the night before but when I got the inoculation You see, I walked into church like maybe some of you walked into church tonight, and I was stinking. I 
I was out, I was under a suit, but I was stinking. I was afraid because I was a preacher's son, I was afraid that others would smell me. But I hadn't been in church in a long time, but it didn't matter that my name was Spencer. I had leprosy. Naaman looked at his soldiers and he said, can you believe this? I've got the king convinced that I can come to the prophet. And I finally got here. And he tells me to go to Jordan. How can I, being who I am, go to Jordan? The scriptures bears out that those men had more revelation than Naaman did. The man gave you an inoculation and told you you could be well. Why don't you just do what he said? Well, brother, but brother Ron, I'm afraid I'll slobber and I'm afraid I'll, I'll cry. And I'm, I'm, Listen, maybe your children will watch you, daddy and mama, walk to an altar and finally get rid of your leprosy. And then that leprosy won't rule your home no more. I pray in this meeting tonight that there'll be a refilling of the Holy Ghost in people's lives where they'll be recharged by the dynamics of the Holy Ghost. We should not be ashamed of the new birth. We should not be ashamed to worship. We should not be ashamed of the prophet of this hour. We should not be ashamed of the fivefold ministry that God has sent us in this day to cleanse the church, to wash you and keep you clean. Whether you know it or not, God has anointed the greatest ministry in the world to come and preach to you. Not what you want to hear but what you need to hear. Forgive me, anybody can push play when they know what's on that tape won't bother what's in here. Sometimes the longest walk you will ever make is not on a treadmill, it's to an altar. Listen, it don't matter how long you've been in church. You need to be washed. If we're not careful, I don't want to offend nobody here because I'm getting in this group. Sometimes in nursing homes, they have to beg the patients to take a bath. I need you to get quiet. 
And I've had too many in the church that told me, said, Brother Ron, I just took a bath last week. I haven't done anything. But I feel like that sometimes in church. Just come take a bath. Just come take a bath. It'll make you feel better. It'll clean your hair up. Gotta give you a perfume and make you smell better. He'll sweeten your spirit to where you can get along at home. Prayer won't be hard to do. But you need to get a bath. Yeah. Donnie, they may give you another service. <laughs> I imagine as he stood there looking at Jordan. Well, this is what he said. This is what he said. It'll take care of my music. It's going to take care of my movies. It's going to take care of all that nonsense in my life. If I can see myself on the other end of this miracle, I'm going to have skin like a baby. But on the way in, he could smell himself. Walks down in that muddy, stinking water. And he remembers those little girl's words. You can be healed. And it's been a long journey to get here. But I'm here. I don't know how many miles it took you to get here, but you're here. You may as well dip. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm, I'm well aware that I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. Don't go home the same way. Don't go home the same way. Don't, don't go home stinking. Don't go home terrified somebody else is gonna find you out. Go home a complete different person. See the spots on my arms? It's where cancer is eating the pigments out of my skin. And doctors say I'm going to turn white like Michael Jackson turned white. (laughs) 
But what you don't <laughs> I got you. I got you. I read your mind right there. But what they don't realize is the cancer is going to leave. It's on its way out. I've never showed an audience that, but let me just say this to you tonight. Won't you look at your arms? Why don't you look at your life? and said, tonight's the night for me to go wash. And as you're dipping, watch it leave. Just keep watching. Just keep dipping. Just keep dipping. Just keep dipping. tried it before. Dip again. I went home and failed. Dip again. Just keep dipping. And one day the inoculation will take a hold in your life and you'll never go back ever again in your life. just a moment maybe you're living a secret life and you know that you know that you know it doesn't matter to me who's standing beside of you what your family name is you, need, you know you need to wash because what's going on in you stinks Nobody looking around, but your hand would be up. Yes, ma'am. Your hand would be up. Thank you. Your hand's up. Thank you. Brother Ron, I'm tired of living a secret life, and I need total deliverance in my life. I need tonight to be the last night I struggle with this thing. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brother Ron, I'm tired of living with this. I'm so tired of living with it. I'm so tired. I want to be different tonight. I want to be different tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I want to invite you. You remember that longest walk? Now I want to invite you for your longest walk. You raised your hand. Now I want to invite you to Jordan to be washed.
this is a very private thing between you and Jesus. I want you to talk to him. I want you to talk to him. Because he'll hear your words through the blood. He's here to help you. He's here to help you. sick of living the way that I have lived. I just need God. I just need God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, you see this vast multitude that's walked to this altar tonight. Lord, your word cleanses us. It makes us a promise. a promise. The prophet just sent the word out. Go wash in Jordan. Lord Jesus, you're the one that washes us tonight. Now we invite you down into our realm of flesh and spirit. Things that have caused us trouble. Little things that have tagged along in our lives. Not like you, Father. Thoughts and words and Actions that so disappoint us. We're just so tired of living with the leprosy in our lives. Lord, I ask you to go to every individual just now. And even on our way to the altar, you were already doing a work. Now I ask you now, Father, may the Holy Spirit settle over top of every person here. Because a dove won't, won't live where buzzards live. God, it'll live where a lamb nature's at, where the Holy Spirit's at. Now we invite you to fill our lives even now. Come and cleanse us as we repent and be very honest tonight, Lord God. I ask you to search down in our hearts. Lord, we're not concerned even what others think now. Lord, we ask you that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, make this real tonight. Not some actor of Hollywood. Not an actor of the message. Not the influence of another man. But may Jesus himself come into our lives. Sweep over us right now. Hallelujah. Oh God, may you just do a work right now in every individual. Hallelujah. Won't you just raise your hand to him and surrender it all right now. Won't you just talk to him right now? Say, Father, I'm just being really honest. I don't want to go home with leprosy. I don't want to go home with this weakness in my life. I want you to come by my way. Lord God, I want you to come by my way and sweep over me. Sweep over me tonight, Lord God. In Jesus' name, touch my heart. Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
Say 
Oh, uh-huh.